Welcome to Divine Light with Tiffany, where we will break down the many chapters in the Bible and discuss what they mean to us and how they apply to our lives. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. Hello and welcome each and every one of my sisters and brothers in Christ. As always, I am more than grateful that you are able to join me today. So the burning question that I have for you today is, what do you have to let go to let God? Let's get into it. When I think of letting go, I think of, (laughs) honestly, so many things. I know that I have been um, honest and transparent with you all in regards to my journey and uh, a little bit of my story and my testimony um, dealing with certain things in my life that God has brought me through and uh, some certain things in my life that I had to get through and I had to uh, learn how to let go. And one of those uh, for me was uh, addiction and dealing with um, alcohol addiction. And um, But for you, you know, it, it, you could be the same. Um, maybe it's addiction to, to a, another substance or another thing in your life. Um, maybe it's resentment. Um, maybe it's anger, you know, for someone or towards someone, um, that you just haven't, um, let go. Maybe it is idols. And it's interesting that we hear a lot in the Bible, uh, about, you know, people, um, idling, worshiping, you know, these false gods and, um, and all of these different things of that nature. And, and it's easy to hear and read uh, those type of things and think, oh, that doesn't apply to me. So I, I just want to go into a little bit of, you know, one, how it definitely applies to me in my life. Um, and how it may apply to yours as well. So for me, when I say um, I had to learn to let go, uh, anyone who has ever been addicted to something, um, first of all, you, you have to have that moment or, or that time. I can't even say for me it was a moment, but more like a time where you just you've come to the realization and you know it in your heart that I have a problem, okay? I know I can admit to myself I have a problem and I'm ready to admit that to myself because sometimes even getting to that point is is a, is a huge uh, just uh, issue in itself. So getting to that point where you know that you need help, you know that this is too much that what i'm doing is too much and i can't even explain why anymore i know that i need help um 
And so for me, it was learning how to let go and realize that I am not in control. I am no longer in control of what I thought I was in control of. I'm no longer at a point where I can say, oh, if I want to stop, I can stop, you know, no big deal. Um, You know, if I really didn't want to do it, I don't have to do it. I don't need it. No, I was at a point where I felt I needed it every day. And, um, you know, and, and so at being at that point and then recognizing and realizing that because before even getting to that point, I couldn't admit that to myself. He was like, no, I'm fine. I'm all right. I mean, I just drink because I want to every day. Not because I have to, because I need to. No, that was not it. <laughs> so getting to that place uh, in itself is, is a, a journey. Okay. And then getting there and then realizing that I know I want to quit. I want to stop or at least at the very least slow down. But it's then it takes another journey, it feels like, to get to a point where you realize, I can't do this by myself. I can't. I thought that, no, maybe I just don't have enough discipline, enough willpower, enough, I'm not strong enough, whatever it is that I was trying to fight through, that I thought that I could do myself. I finally got to a place where I realize and I let go, realizing that God, I do not have this and I need your help. And I need, I need you. I need to let go and let you because I am no longer in control. So that is one, that is one phase, that is one part of the journey. That's also one example. Okay. So for me in that journey, it took me realizing that in order for me to be able to make it past this phase, make it past the phase where I just realized I can't do this, God. I need, I, I need to let go when I need to let you. If I'm going to make it past that, it was a time and place and a point where God told me that I need to be obedient. And now this is a pivotal point where if I cannot be obedient, I will not make it. I will not make it past the point uh, or, or to the point of where God is trying to get me. God is trying to bring me to a place that is so much better than where I am now or where I was then. But I'm just speaking in, as if it was present tense. But, but I have to first be obedient to him and choosing to be obedient is is in my opinion a whole nother phase and part of the journey 
It's definitely not a moment, okay? I consider it more a phase uh, or a step along the way in the journey that you have to get through. But what I realized, and this is not something that I knew then. This is something that I only learned after the fact, that I only was able to put together after the fact, as the saying is and how it goes, hindsight is twenty twenty. I can look back now and see that, oh, okay, I had to be obedient in this time and in this moment because me being obedient in that moment allowed God to work in the next It allowed God to get me to the next phase and the next step of the journey. But I had to be obedient first. And in my my opinion, uh, you know, it shows God that if you are really ready and you are really um, willing to make an effort and you truly in your heart know that I am at a place where I need and I want to do something else and something different and something more, that I'm willing to be obedient even when it is not fun, even when it hurts, even when it is just, it takes a lot out of me. It is hard. I have to resist and endure all sorts of temptation. Um, But I know that you have been telling me that I need to do this. And at the time, I don't know why. I just know that I know I can't go any longer in this direction. This is not leading me down a path that I want to go. And if I told you and I'm praying to you and I'm telling you that I I need help and I let go and I let you, God, then I have to choose to be obedient. Because what I know now is in obedience, God moves. It is in obedience when the breakthrough comes. It is in obedience when deliverance comes, okay? So let's let's start in Genesis chapter 19, verses 23 through 28. And we are, uh, I'm just going to, fill you in just a little bit real quick in in case you have never heard this story from the bible but i feel like this is a one of those stories that even people who've never read a bible you've probably heard at one point or time in your life but this is uh during a time uh we're talking about a man named lot and uh god has decided to destroy uh, the city of um, Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, and Lot and his wife and children are the only family that he finds favor uh, in. He finds 
them, you know, a lot a good man and he wants to save him and his family out of this whole city, just one family, okay? <laughs> so he sends his angels, or I think it was an angel, uh, actually, to let Lot know and to say, hey, get out of this city for God is about to destroy this city. And if you want to live, you need to get out now. So uh, that is pretty much um, where this story is and where it's going and where we're picking up here. So let's read on. By the time Lot reached Zoar, the sun had risen over the land. So just real quick, um, uh, Lot had discussed with the angel. He said, um, I think the, in the beginning, the angel said, you know, make it out, get out of the city, go, I forget, he says, go to some certain place, um, there you'll be safe. But Lot said, please, please, you know, if I find any favor with you at all, I'm, you know, I'm an old man, I, I will never survive, uh, you know, making it to that city. Let me, allow me to go to this city, you know, the city of Zoar here. It's a small, very small city. You know, let me and my family go here and hide out and I will surely live there. It's a small city. You don't have to burn it <laughs> pretty much. And the uh, angel decides, okay, I will allow that. So uh, the sun had risen over the land and then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus, he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those cities, or excuse me, all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. Now, really quick, before they took off, the angel told them, do not look back, take your family and go. Do not look back. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain, and he saw dense smoke rising from the land, like smoke from a furnace. So, if you are in a place where the Lord is telling you, I need you to be obedient. I need you to do this. I know that you have been asking for a breakthrough. I know that you have been asking for help. I know that you are in a place where you want to change and where you want to do something different. But this is what I need you to do first. Now you can choose to be obedient and see just how high the Lord can take you or you can choose to disobey. And in this 
story and in this example, Lot's wife chose the latter. So, I mean, oh, uh, it, it just says a lot. Again, as I've told you guys my story, choosing to obey was the choice that brought me higher into a better place than I ever, ever, ever thought that I could be and that I would ever be. So the Lord is willing he, and he is able, trust me, he is able to do the same for you. But you have to ask yourself, or maybe you need to ask yourself, what do I need to let go to let God? Maybe it's resentment. Maybe, you know, it's, um, it's anger. Maybe that's what it is that you need to let go, to let God, right? And I know, I, I don't know anyone. I don't think I can think of one person that hasn't been in that place at some point in time in their life where they are angry at someone, they are resentful for something, towards someone, for something. And maybe it's a short um short-lived thing maybe it's something that you have held on to for decades maybe but again I go back to the question (laughs) of today's episode what do you have to let go to let God let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 and then we're going to skip to verse 31 through 32 do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen get rid of all bitterness rage and anger brawling and slander along with every form of malice be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you that part right there that last part because I hear it already. I already know what some of you are already saying. Yeah, but you don't know. You don't know what this person did. I hear you, but I just can't. I just won't be able to do it. I can't do it. But it's that part right there. Just as Christ God forgave you. And I know some of you are thinking to yourself, well, I mean, I haven't done that much to be forgiven for. I'm a good person. I do such and such and that in the third. <laughs> but let me tell you, my sisters and brothers, we have all <laughs> done multiple, various, plethora 
of things. I don't care how good you think you are. We have all done things to the Lord, against the Lord, that we needed to be forgiven for. We like to forget. We like to move on, kind of brush past it. Well, but you know, I mean, okay, but that wasn't as bad. I know we've talked about this because at the end of the day, sin is sin. You know, there's nowhere in the Bible where God, you know, um, explains how one sin is greater than the other. Um, But we know that is why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins so we can be forgiven. That is how much he loved us right? He loves us. That is how much he wants us to be with him, to be able to spend eternity with him so we can be forgiven and still allowed despite what we've done, despite the many times I've, I've I said in um, a few podcasts ago, despite the many times that I didn't choose him, but he still chose me. So he still forgave me. He still let go of his anger. He let go of uh, his wrath and uh, all the other things that he could have done towards me for my sins and the things that I did uh, in, in, in not in obedience to him and I was still forgiven so I'm not sitting here telling anyone how easy it is to forgive and you just need to let go and get over it no I'm not saying that because that is not an easy thing to do I don't take it lightly at all and there are some things even I am still working through to forgive whether it's certain people, certain things, or even myself. God has forgiven me, but I don't forgive myself. That is a, that's a whole nother ball game right there. So what do I need to let go to let God? Maybe... I need to let go of my idols. I don't have any idols. I mean, who does that? We don't serve false gods these days. Nobody does that anymore. I beg to differ, my sister or brother. I want you to think about this because we, we think about it in, in a certain way just because the way they talk about it in the Bible, it's totally different. But I want you to think about it and put it into days. Uh, you know, put, put, apply it to our times today. So think about, think about how much time do you spend on your cell phone, on social media? Maybe it's TV, reality TV shows, YouTube. How much time do you spend wanting, you know, idolizing 
someone else, something else, someone else's life, something else in my life, um, whatever the case may be, whatever it is, fill in the blank. Money. Idolizing more money. More money. We need money. I need money. That is the only time I'm happy. That's the only time I I can thank God because I got money now. Or he gave me this. He did that. Thank you, God. Who is it? What is it that I need to let go to let God? Because it is not always God that I am putting first and foremost above everything and everyone else. It is not and I'm just, I am definitely not sitting here talking to everyone else. I am talking to myself as well. So if you think, and if we think that we have no idols in our life, I beg to differ. We have many. We have many that we spend more time with than we do in prayer with God. Think about that. Think about it now. How much time can you spend scrolling on TikTok or Facebook or wherever it is? Come on now. How much time can you spend shopping on a thing? Maybe shopping in the store. Maybe shopping online. Whatever it is. Looking at cars. The next car I want to buy. This car. That car. Oh, this has that, that has that. I want this if I only had whatever it is. Oh my goodness, you know, I just want her life. Oh, she's just so beautiful. She's just so this, she's just so that. I'm idolizing and I am spending more time and putting more energy and effort into all of that. And then maybe I'll squeeze in five minutes of prayer. So, you know, where, where, where really are my priorities, right? I mean, this is not to say this to make anyone feel bad. This is just to make you think. We think we may not have any idols or have any false gods or anything that we put above God. But we have so many things that in reality, we spend a whole lot more time and energy into than we do with our God, than we do serving God, than we do trying to be obedient to him, than we do trying to do the will, his will that he has for us. If we look at of uh, excuse me Exodus chapter 20 verses 3 says you shall have no other gods before me and I'm sorry my sisters and brothers I do not think that God was only talking to a certain people at a certain time in a certain period and it no longer applies today it applies very much today as it did back then And as it still will, going forward, generations past, 
and it will continue to apply generations ahead. We are here for a certain time and place, just as all the other generations that came before us, right? And they made their choices, they lived their lives the way they chose to live it, whatever and however that was that led us to where we are here right now. But now it is our time. It is your time. It's my time. It's our time. We are here. And now it's our time to make the choice. What do I need to let go to let God So with that, my sisters and brothers, I just, as always, I just want to thank you so much for being here with me and for being um, and going with me and walking with me on this journey. It has been a beautiful journey and just rewarding in more ways than I ever thought possible. But God has a way of doing that. So As always, I just pray that it uplifts and empowers, encourages you, and inspires. And we will end as we always do with Matthew 5, verses 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. I pray that everyone has a blessed rest of your weekend or week ahead depending on when you are listening to this and until next time let the divine light shine in you